0: And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA, this is Tim here, all the way from a little town called Murray Bridge in South Australia, saying hi and welcome to episode 197 of the World of Myth Bits. It is with a heavy heart that I kick off this edition of The World of Myth Bits. Uh, I've just recently discovered, as of this morning, that a good friend of mine, Stephen Lester Carr, author, publisher, mentor, friend, has sadly passed away. Um, I don't know how many of you actually uh, came across um, Stephen, uh, Steve. He was the... Uh, the brainchild behind, uh, Sweetie Cat Press, um, also, uh, Short Story Town, the website as well. Um, many, many, many comments have sort of flooded his Facebook page. Um, now, um, the name's changed to, of course, the late, um, Stephen Lester Carr. Um, he, he was a great mentor of mine, uh, when I first started writing, really writing, uh, at the end of 2018, um, I was very lucky that I had just self-published my uh, my fantasy novel um, very poorly, I, I might say, uh, not knowing anything about self-publishing and, uh, and what I was doing. I uh, sort of stumbled across the opportunity, stumbled through the, the whole process. Um, and there was a site for uh, supporting authors that um, Stephen uh, and a few others had actually created that uh, when I was sort of making my way through the um, the number of writing um, opportunities uh, number of support so, uh, support sites on um, Facebook and on the web and uh, and that sort of thing, I sort of stumbled across this particular one, uh, and um, yeah, the uh, I was welcomed with, uh, with open arms um, under the guise that I'd actually published something, uh, and then discovered how out of my depth I was when uh, all of these amazing writers were saying, oh, I've got this book published and this book published by this company, and that sort of thing, and here was me with my... Uh, my little self-published effort that I sort of put in with no sort of way what's way forward whatsoever, regarding any future in writing or anything like that. And Stephen said, "No, stop. Don't doubt yourself. Submit. Send me some stuff. I'll tell you what I think. Uh, give you some pointers." Um, Jim, like okay, a uh, a great. Um, submitter to, uh, to Dark Myth Publishing, uh, as well as many, many other uh, indie publishers and uh, poetry sites and, and such, Jim Bates. <coughs> uh, I believe that he was part of the, the site as well, um, lots of great, uh, wonderful support from, uh, from him and many other members that were sort of saying, don't doubt yourself. You are a writer, you've published something, um, send your stories, try the short form. Uh, and yeah, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, makes me smile every time I think of Steve and his, uh, his distrust and his dislike for, um, the very, very short form, the, uh, the Drabble. He, uh, pish-poshed Drabbles and, uh, suggested they, they weren't stories at all, but, um, he, uh, he actually encouraged anybody who submitted anything, uh, and, uh, and said look tell me of your successes share share your uh your stories your uh your wonderment uh even the failures to uh to share those as well i think it uh, it was important and it was one of the lessons that i i learned was that not everything will be accepted but the great thing about independent publishers and how many publishers there are out there now at the moment um, where uh, where a door does shut, and whether it shuts slowly uh, and politely or is slammed shut on you, there's always a, a window you can creep through, or there's a, there's always a crack under the door that you can slip uh, slip uh, the story under. There's a, always a way to um, to somehow get uh, get those stories out there, get the um, the works that you create, uh, what comes out of your head onto the page. Um, can go out into the stratosphere out into the ether uh, to be enjoyed to be commented on um, to be uh, to be read devoured um, by the um, the army of readers that are out there so I just wanted to say thank you, Stephen for um, the amazing opportunities that you've given me and many many other writers uh, and also thank you. For your encouragement your support um you uh, you've passed away um way too soon um, and uh that's probably the the saddest part of all um if you can please take the opportunity to check out uh, sweetie cat press and um, see the uh the amazing anthologies that uh that Stephen uh, very much was passionate about creating. Great stories, brilliant writers. Um, similar to, uh, to Dark Myth Publishing, writers from all over the world. Um, just, uh, in my opinion, such a special man um, and such a great loss. I'd like to take a, uh, a brief minute now to, uh, to remember a dear, dear friend. thank you all. So before we get into uh, the theme for this edition of the podcast, um, which I was thinking, uh, chatting and sort of exploring the idea of travel under the theme of where have you been and what have you seen? Uh, And really, um, I guess, linking back to um, the wonderful Stephen Lester Carr, who have you met along the way? Uh, before we uh, we dive into uh, into that topic um, for today, um, I have checked in with David K Montoya, and on this occasion, he has said he's got nothing to mention for housekeeping. But I have checked in with Steph, um, uh, with uh, with the wonderful Lupa, and um, she's just said. Can I maybe just remind us all that, um, the announcement from David K. Montoya regarding him stepping down, that Steph just wanted to let everybody know that she won't officially be taking over, um, the roles that, um, that she has accepted, um, the the changes that are, have been planned for Dark Myth Publishing and, um, the, um, the other parts of the company. They don't officially start until January 2023. Um, And Steph wanted to also assure us all that uh, Dave's not disappearing uh, into the ether. Um, He's not vanishing entirely from sight. Um, He will be uh, within cooey, within earshot for for Looper. Uh, He'll be holding her hand for a bit. To, uh, to help her navigate through the dark and murky waters. Um, so, Steph will be CEO of the entire JZOMON Dark Myth Company, uh, not just the publishing brand. Um, so, she said that she will be taking over all divisions uh, and taking them in a fresh, new direction. So, congratulations, Steph, making it her own. But also congratulations! I just wanted to mention again to the wonderful David K. Montoya, um, taking the opportunity to focus on health, happiness, family, and writing the craft, um, producing uh, great art, uh, great stories for um, new graphic novels as well. I'm sure the um, the master. Uh so it's gonna be wonderful to see what um Mr. David K. Montoya comes up with for um for the future for submissions to um to Dark Myth Publishing from him. Very, very, very exciting. Um also make sure that uh that you take the opportunity, even though we're past the point where um where votes tend to count towards member of the month, make sure that you still take the time while the um, October magazine is live. Make sure that you, if you haven't yet, check out the stories, check out the poems, check out the amazing artwork, and don't forget to review the reviews. There are some interesting, great reviews there. Um, So yeah, make sure that you, uh, you take a dive, take a peek, And while we're on to, on the topic of checking out the magazine, also make sure that you check out MythMart too. And uh, see what's the, um, what the latest is on MythMart. And I can see just checking it out now, Unwelcomed has uh, Pride and Place. Um, also, the t shirts, the merch, uh, also Liberty Run 2, uh, musings from me, processing things. Um, yeah, there's lots and lots and lots of wonderful things on the site that uh, you can. Spend your wonderful hard earned dollars on supporting the company that supports you. So please do what you can. Please check it out uh, www.mythmart, that's M Y T H M A R T as one word, com. I believe everything is in American dollars and excludes tax. So please factor that in as well. Uh, Natural Instincts, World of Myth Anthology, Volume 4. And I'm thinking that Volume 5 will be coming out soon. So that's a bit exciting as well. So yeah, make sure that you check it out. There's some great, great stuff there. And now, on to today's topic. On to the topic of... Where have you been? And what have you seen? And of course... Who have you met along the way? So, um, I'm reflecting back on this topic because about 20 odd years ago, um, I remembered going overseas. My first and only jaunt overseas um, went from Australia to uh, to Singapore. Uh, for a um, an overnight stop along the way and then from Singapore to uh, to England to visit my cousin who was working over in England at the time uh, and as a very interesting story I didn't have the correct visa uh, organized thought I'd organize the visa while I was over in the country that was a big no-no. Um, I could probably write actually a uh, a great guidebook for um for those that are uh, first time travelers overseas about all the things not to do. I did eventually get overseas uh, actually funnily enough, a couple of days after I'd been packed up by immigration and returned back to Australia uh, having only seen airports uh Singapore airport onto Heathrow airport. Then, uh, then back to uh, Singapore Airport, and then back to Adelaide Airport. Uh, that was a three-day trip where all I saw was brick uh, and the inside of planes. Not much fun, but a story to tell, and a story for another time. But then uh, a couple of days later, I did get in contact um, with a library over in England that I'd been looking to, uh, to get a job with. Uh, asking me to pop over for an interview. So I did have to scrape together the few thousand dollars that I needed for a uh, another plane trip, uh, and back again I went, had the interview, uh, aced the interview, uh, only for them to tell me that they couldn't employ me anyway because I still didn't have the right visa. But regardless of that, I did still manage to spend some time over in the UK, uh... And then over to, uh, to Germany, to Holland, um, Belgium. Spent a little bit of time in Bali as well. Um, met my girlfriend there, uh, who uh, is now my wife. My beautiful, lovely wife. Uh, and uh, mother of our wonderful three kids. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's been a, uh, a bit of travel that I did all in one sort of hit just after I finished up university. Uh, there's plenty of interesting story ideas. Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, a, uh, an inept guide to travel is something that I uh, am definitely experienced in, experienced enough to sort of put pen to paper uh, and write that one. There's probably a few stories still that I couldn't tell, a few people that I've upset along the way, um and uh the sort of stories that uh that i uh i wouldn't really want to share but uh our local radio station just recently actually did a bit of a competition of where were you 20 odd years ago and uh i was able to share the tale of drinking in uh in winchester bar the um the Old Jail was basically where everybody started their Friday night. And being an Aussie, we've got a great affiliation with uh, New Zealanders. So um, just across the, um, the ocean there, not far away, uh, quite a close neighbour. Um, and although our accents are different, we're, uh, we're often mistaken either for New Zealanders, uh, the Aussies, or the, uh, the New Zealanders are, are mistaken as, uh, as Aussies by people overseas and so I actually met a young lad uh, about the same age that I was when I was over there, uh, introduced himself, I thought his name was Jim uh, and we had a great night. We sort of went bar hopping from, uh, from place to place, there are a lot of places to drink in, uh, in Winchester. Um, you should always drink responsibly and you should always drink within your means um uh, and we we had a, a fun fun night uh a lot of fun uh chatted about opportunities to work uh different things that we'd uh we'd been up to as travelers overseas. He was looking he'd just sort of come over from New Zealand um, and he had uh, kitchen experience so he was looking he had the proper visa and he was looking at getting some work in uh, one of the pubs, one of the kitchens. Um, in Winchester, which, uh, which I certainly encouraged him to do. And I, uh, I solemnly hope that, uh, he did actually take up that opportunity. A, uh, a great way to make sure that your, um, your tourist dollars, uh, stretch that little bit further, um, while you're over there. Because, uh, especially over in the UK, the difference between, uh, the New Zealand dollar and the, um, the Australian dollar and the um, the pound sterling, especially back then, I reckon it was about a third. So for every dollar, uh, we got 33 pence, and everything over there was uh, was a lot more expensive. Where something would cost us five dollars, uh, five dollars for a pint, um, it would cost us five pound for a pint over there then. And I don't think things have really improved that much either. I think maybe the, um, the sort of value of, uh, of currencies has, uh, has sort of equaled out um, a little bit, has, has sort of uh, got a bit closer in, uh, in uh, equaling value. But anyway, we had a, uh, a fun night having a few drinks and sharing a few stories. And then at the end of the night... He wrote his number down uh, and I wrote my number down so that we could keep in touch or our uh, email addresses or, uh, or whatever it was. And where I'd been calling him Jim for the entire night, um, I discovered that his name was Tim. Uh, and we both had a bit of a giggle when, uh, when I wrote my details down and um, he uh, confessed that he'd been calling me Jim all uh, all night long as well, but the accents. I thought he was calling me Tim, and so I happily answered back. Um, and yeah, it was Tim and Tim out drinking together, um, but it was Jim and Jim that uh, that were having the conversations. So yeah, that's a uh, bit of a silly story, bit of a bit of a funny one. And I've uh, I've got all sorts of uh, of crazy silly tales. Uh, was lucky enough that when I was overseas, um, that um, I actually had family to uh, to stay with for a little bit of time. Um, but I was also lucky enough that uh, when uh, when I was no longer able to stay with uh, with my cousin and her boyfriend and um, the sort of people that they um, they were staying with, that uh, there was the old mill. The old um, Winchester Mill as a youth uh, hostel, like as a hostel where I could stay. And I got to know the um, the guy that was running the hostel fairly well. Spent many a night down there, which was good. An amazing place, an amazing place. Um, and a great way for meeting people as well. Uh, there was a family from Germany, family from Berlin that actually stayed a couple of nights when uh when I stay there at the same time and they taught me um how to play Knuffel. Uh Knuffel being the German version of the dice game Yahtzee, with the um the five dice and rolling for five of a kind or three of a kind or a straight or um or uh full house. Yeah, the um Knuffel was a uh, a fun game to play. But the, the great thing about meeting that family and sort of playing games with them and getting to know them, they actually asked me, they were sort of traveling around um, England for a little while, but they asked me when they returned home to Berlin whether I'd be willing to stay with them for a week so that I could chat with their daughter. Their, um, I think they had a daughter of about, oh, was it 11, 12? Uh, much like my daughter, my youngest is now they actually wanted me to stay with them so that I could speak English with their daughter to try and improve her English which um yeah was uh was a uh, a great wonderful opportunity um had a lot of fun with that family um but then we um we sort of finished up on uh, on bad terms a little bit uh because they'd asked me to walk their dog, their dog that was uh, literally their pride and joy, their, um, their second child, I think. Uh, they actually asked me to, uh, to take the dog for a walk and completely unfamiliar uh, in a foreign country where I didn't really speak the language, uh, it probably wasn't the best idea uh, to let me loose on the streets of Berlin with this dog on a lead where the dog didn 't really know which direction home was either, so that's another uh, yeah um, interesting story that uh, that I could share as well from my travels but uh loving watching um, the uh, the different stories that uh, that writers are sharing on uh, Facebook posts that they're doing and, and that sort of thing. I've got a uh, a friend who uh, very much is into Irish mythology. Um, and and uh, every couple of years he seems to be heading over there. Uh, that's another place that I visited as well. I took the big Ulysses Ferry from uh, from a port in Scotland across over to Dublin. Um, and had uh, a lovely time, lovely jaunt over in the Emerald Isle uh, catching up with family, lucky enough that I've, uh, I've got some family um, on my dad's side over there as well uh, and they uh, I surprised them by popping over for a weekend uh, and they were more than happy to welcome me with, uh, with open arms which I was utterly thrilled about and so uh i'm loving watching uh different people posting of uh the places where they they've been um and the um the things that they've seen while they're over there uh and it sort of gives me uh reminds me of uh of my own time over there away from australia as well and i'm looking forward as well to uh a, in a few years time when uh the three of our kids have sort of left the nest uh, and uh, my beautiful wife and I are uh, free to uh, to explore the world again. She being a, uh, a nanny who uh, picked up a, a lot of work overseas during her younger years, she has seen a lot more of the world than I have um, and there's certain parts of it that she hasn't seen that she'd like to and certain parts of it that she... Um, remembers fondly and would love to revisit so uh so looking forward to international travel uh being on the cards for the pair of us again um uh, and i think the uh the good thing is my wife is very much the level-headed one very much the organized one um uh, the capable one uh so uh I think where my travelling experience was very uh inept, very chaotic, uh, very uh fraught with uh with errors and such, I uh I believe that um with Heidi by my side we uh we will see some wonderful things and share some wonderful experiences uh and hopefully make some new friends. And um with any luck, I might be able to depend on where, depending on where we actually head, um, what parts of the world we uh, we end up visiting. I'm hoping that one day I might might actually get the opportunity to meet some of the uh, the writers and uh, and poets and uh, and artists that um, submit to uh, Dark Myth Publishing uh, get published as, as part of the world of myth each month uh And even some of these other independent publishers that we uh we submit to that we succeed with um the uh the writers that I share so many anthologies with uh and i'm uh, I would be truly thrilled to be able to meet uh each and every one of you though uh how highly unlikely that is. But um yeah I'm uh, I'm curious I'm wondering where is it that you have been what part of the world do you live in uh and also how easy is it to explore um other countries um other cultures um yeah the uh the thrill of being somewhere new uh for me the uh the history of uh, of england of wales of scotland of ireland um, that was fascinating uh, the old uh old church that was uh 300 400 years old far far older than um, australia's um, european settlement australia of course being a uh, a land with a very rich history uh From the Aboriginal people um eight thousand possibly ten thousand years years old, that sort of culture but the um the landing uh of uh the European settlement of seventeen eighty eight um really looking at uh at that point in history and um yeah, the, uh, the whole history of, like, 8th century, 10th century, 14th century, 16th century, sort of, uh, going through Europe and, uh, discovering these old churches and old castles and fortresses and, uh, and that sort of thing was, um, for a fantasy buff and for a, uh, a history buff like me was a, uh, a real thrill, an utter utter thrill. But um equally I'm finding that with my work here um in Murray Bridge, working for the local library, I'm finding my interaction with the Naranjeri, like the uh, the local Aboriginal people, um, and discovering more of their history and their culture and their language and uh and that sort of thing is uh is just as thrilling for me. Um yeah it's uh it's an amazing amazing opportunity uh meeting with elders and uh and hearing their stories and uh, and that sort of thing listening to their songs their language uh and trying to bring that to our local community and to keep that alive for the next generation and the next generation and uh and onwards and so forth um yeah, it's just a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience. But I think there's so much more out there to explore. So much within Australia, uh, but also so much beyond Australia um, as well. I, one day I would love to, uh, to head up to uh, New Guinea, Papua New Guinea. That's, uh, that's not too far away. Uh, another of uh, Australia's northern close neighbours. And I would love to do uh, what's called the Kokoda Trail. Um, grueling. Uh, I'm incredibly unfit, so it's probably a ridiculous uh, con- uh, concept to, uh, to even consider. Um, but I think it would be uh, a real thrill and a real um, special experience to, uh, to be able to hike that trail the link back to um, Australian soldiers, um, impossible conditions. Uh, yeah, there's um, there's so much history out there, so much that's close, but also, uh, yeah, just the um, so many story ideas that are uh, are still waiting to pop into my head. Um, So many places to go uh, in the the aid of research and the aid of getting the story right. Um, I'm just uh, sort of reflecting on the fact that um, today, the day that I'm recording this podcast, um, is uh, for us here in Australia, the 11th of the 11th. Uh, and it's considered remembrance day where we uh we think about the sacrifice made by um australian soldiers um members of the um the armed forces uh Australia, army navy air force my uh my grandfather who i never got to meet um he was uh part of the uh royal australian air force and um he was actually able. Uh, the plane that he was, the crew that uh, plane crew that he was actually part of, that particular plane, um, did capture a um, and had a uh, a German submarine surrender to them, which is uh, is pretty exciting. I've seen photographs, aerial photographs of the um, this the submarine that sort of uh, risen up from the ocean. Very cool. Very thrilling. We've actually got a display on at the moment uh, at the um, the library where I work in uh, in one of our foyer cabinets. I've got Grandpa's jacket, uh, and I've got uh, his sister, who was a um, a nurse in World War Two. Uh, we've got her uniform as well that I've borrowed from uh, from my dad's cousin. So it's just a uh, a great opportunity to sort of display. Family uh, connections to that uh, that particular time, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's just very very special to uh, to be able to uh, to share that with the community um, without them having to know directly that uh, that that's where it's from. Um, so remembrance uh, is in, in very important to sort of reflect back. Uh, some of the things that um, I'm hearing on the local radio today, things like uh, the quote that there's no good war um, and uh, the uh, the best rifle is the rifle that we don't have to fire in anger. Um, there are some great, great quotes. Um, we can see currently the uh, what's happening... Um, in, uh, in the Ukraine, uh, with the invasion of uh, Russian soldiers, we can see, indeed, there is no such thing as a good war. Uh, there's no such thing as a um, justifiable war. Um, and yet, there are, there are so many incredible stories yet to be told told from our past um yeah the um there's uh there's lots of characters that you can sort of pluck from history pluck from present day um but how can you truly tell that story if you haven't been to that location uh it's um imagination can only get you so far but at the same time, writing science fiction stories, uh, how can we truly say what happens on the moon? How can we truly say uh, what happens in uh, on a, uh, a terraformed planet like Mars? Uh, we can't go there. We can only rely on our imagination. So there's uh, there's sort of, bits of arguments for uh, for one case, arguments for another case. Uh, but coming back to that, that whole concept of where have you been, what have you seen, and who have you met along the way, um, I would be curious. Please um, send your... Uh, leave your messages maybe uh, on the bottom of the podcast uh, and I'll try and get back to, uh, to checking them out and, uh, and responding to them. And um, maybe in the next podcast... We can uh, we can sort of continue the conversation. Um, on uh, a slight tangent to that, I guess we could discuss and we could explore the idea of uh, what are some of your uh, your favourite worlds, favourite places, favourite people that you've met through books as well, because quite often a uh, a well written story. Uh, something that 's written um, in such a way can make you feel like you 're visiting a location feel like you 're meeting the people meeting the characters you can uh, you can fall in love with particular characters you uh, you get that emotional connection to uh to a well written protagonist or a well written support character or uh, or even a villain you uh you get that uh that feeling of satisfaction when the villain finally gets their well-deserved canuppances so yes it doesn't have to be somewhere real it doesn't have to be another country that you've uh you've gone and explored or maybe through a particular book you feel like you have explored a new part of the world or a new part of our solar system or a new part of our universe um Yes, it's uh, most interesting a most interesting topic. I at least I hope that you think so too. Uh and if you want to hear more of my uh my inept travel stories, then please feel free to leave uh leave a uh, a message on the uh the bottom of the podcast uh as well. Uh, yes, there's uh I'm sure there's more Far, far more to the uh, this conversation. We uh, we can certainly continue. But back to um, back to reality. Back to uh, to the real world. Um, just wanted to uh, to say yes. Make sure that you jump on the website. Make sure that you uh, you check out. The, um, the wonderful, wonderful October Halloween-themed stories and, of course, the, uh, the mixture of stories and tales that aren't really Halloween-y related. Um, I'm sure that uh, as we move through November, uh, we plot our way along through November, that um, soon we'll be looking for uh, those eerie, bizarre and weird Christmas tales as well, uh, and Thanksgiving tales too for those of you that celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, and of course the um, the chaos of uh, what is um, Black Friday uh, and Cyber Monday, and uh, everything that uh, that sort of occurs around that time. Here uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, here in South Australia, we've been seeing some uh, some interesting stormy weather, uh, some cool days, some warm and muggy days. But right now we've got a beautiful cloudy blue sky, uh, a lovely, lovely warm day and, uh, and hopefully some warm weather ahead with a, uh, a beautiful weekend. Um, thinking of all of you in the Northern Hemisphere... Uh, with your, um, your cooler weather kicking in, uh, perhaps, uh, a white Christmas ahead. Um, hopefully lots and lots and lots of opportunities for, uh, influencing and inspiring some great tales, crackling fireplaces, um, gathering the, uh, the kids and the grandkids around, um, and, uh, raising a, a glass or two uh, in memory of those who have come before, those who have helped us along the way, uh, those who, uh, who we love and uh, and we miss dearly. So make sure that you, uh, you check it out, make sure that you work hard and fast on your uh, November submissions for the World of Myth magazine. And I wonder... Who uh, is going to be uh, the supplier for the incredible, amazing November cover? Hopefully we can get lots and lots and lots more artists supplying uh, some great images, great, uh, great pictures for, um, for the gallery, uh, and uh, hopefully one of those will be uh, amazing enough to grace the cover. So cutting it short this time around, um, we've had, uh, had some, a couple of, uh, of longer podcasts uh, as of late uh, and I also wanted to say, before I sign off, I just wanted to say thank you so very, very much to all of you who, uh, who are avid listeners uh, of my ramblings. Uh, I, uh, I truly, truly appreciate your support um i was informed just the other day that uh that's, it's a, somewhere between 100 and 150 people that uh that we have regularly listening in um so that uh of that i am utterly thrilled uh thank you thank you thank you so very much signing off this edition of the world of mythbits it's tim saying Cheerio and hopefully you tune in next time. And, counting down to the 200th episode, where I've got something extra special, which hopefully, with uh, the help of David K. Montoya, I will uh, somehow, miraculously, be able to pull off. So stay tuned. Indeed. I think I might keep it as a wonderful surprise.